The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Okay, so back to Hamapiel. Um, and let us begin with a review because it's been a week. Um, I wish there were a way that I could give uh, a year every day and a Tefillah Shir every day so that we could have uh, continuity and more Tefillah and more learning. But uh, right now, I don't think that's possible to fit into the schedule. Okay, so uh, let us just skip right to the Abu Durham and review everything that we had and then mention questions as we go. Um, and uh, uh, okay, so here we go. So he says, um, when you go to sleep at night, then you say, I'm not going to read the whole thing again. I'm just going to summarize uh, for the sake of efficiency. So he says, uh, he brought down two explanations for what chevle are. So either chevle means, uh, means that God um, causes portions of sleep to fall upon my eyes, or chevle comes from the phrase, oh, so then that would come from the, the Pasuk in Tehillim, um, where did he say it? Uh, da, da, da. Oh, okay. Portions fell upon me in pleasantness. Uh, and the context of that is, uh, is sleep because the next passage says, um, uh, that, um, I will bless Hashem when, um, uh, I will bless Hashem who advised me even at night. My intellect, uh, instructs me. So either it means portions of sleep, or it means it comes from the phrase "hevle yoleda," um, birth travails, or uh, it also means spasms of sleep. Which is, if you don't sleep for a long time, then you start getting all shaky, and uh, and you know, uh, and so that's the other explanation. Um, grammatically, we noted that uh, if it's if it means portions, it really should be "hevle shena," and also, what does it even mean, portions of sleep? So, question number one we have basically is. What is this uh, locus here in terms of the uh, the phrase Hevle Shena and like what are the different implications? Okay, that's question number one and phrase number one. Usunuma Allah and slumber to my eyelids. Uh, he actually referred to that earlier. That's from Mishle. Do not give sleep to my eyes and slumber to my eyelids. So we actually didn't look this up in context. So let's just look that up really quickly. So the context is Mishle, uh, chapter six, plus so I'm going to read it in the context of the whole paragraph there. And I'm just going to read the, uh, the English here, because uh, I think there's some disagreement as to how you translate stuff. My child, if you have been a guarantor for your friend, if you have given your handshake for a stranger, you have been trapped by the words of your mouth, snared by the words of your mouth. Do this, therefore, my child, and be rescued, for you have come into your fellow's hand. Go humble yourself before him and placate your fellow. Now here's the puzzle. Give not sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. Be rescued like a deer from the hunter's hand and like a bird from the fowler. So on the surface, this really has nothing to do with the topic of the bracha, right? It's talking about if you accidentally got yourself into a pickle in terms of, uh, of being a guarantor for your friend or giving your handshake for a stranger, whatever the case is there, um, then it's saying you should go and placate him immediately. Don't even sleep. Okay. So the question is like, what does this have to do with the bracha? Um, and just to reiterate my, with my methodology here, um, so each of these phrases in tefillah is derived from a pasuk, and my assumption is that the the pasuk is in. It's not just that he's borrowed, that, that the Anshe Knesset Hagdola borrowed the phrase, but that oftentimes, if not every time, then the context of the pasuk um, is something we're meant to associate to. You know, because remember, this is Anshe Knesset Hagdola. 
this was, uh, you know, Torah Shemitah was the only thing written down. So they're referencing, you know, they're referencing these books with the assumption that you're going to associate to their context. So the question is like, what do we, what do we get out of this Mishleic um, dilemma that has to do with uh, the Bracha of Hamafiel? Okay, so that's another question. Okay, then he says, um, uh, I didn't highlight this, I, I realized, Hameir Le'ishon Bas Ayin, who illuminates the pupil of the eye, or who literally, yeah, the pupil of the eye, right? Illuminates the pupil. Um, that's from Hazinu Yitzrin Huki Ishon He guards it like the pupil of his eye. Um, and he explains there that um, the Abu Dhiram explains when a person has not slept for a long time, their, the pupil of their eye uh, darkens or dims. And then when he gets a, a really, uh, you know, a lot of sleep, then his eye lights up. Um, and I guess I'll double check with Joe when he enters, which I assume he's going to enter soon. Um, I think he said he thought it meant that your eyesight dims when you need, when you really need sleep. Um, oh, he's here. Okay. Um, I guess he just disconnected temporarily. I don't know. Um, he said he assumed it meant that your eyesight dims, and uh, and then when you get enough sleep, then you can see clearly. Um, my assumption was uh, was that it's talking about like when a person needs sleep, you could really tell, like their eyes look tired, and then when they've gotten a lot of sleep, their eyes are bright, their eyes look fresh. So, um, question is uh, is like what's the idea there, right? Like so we've uh, you know again part part of this question here is trying to understand the bracha as a whole, and part of it is trying to understand the sequencing. So again, we've got. Which either means the portions of sleep or the spasms of sleep. We have the association to Mishle, uh, don't give sleep to your eyes or slumber to your eyelids. And then we have the one who illuminates the pupil of the eye. All right, then we have the Hiratzon. Uh, and the, there's a difference between the Hiratzon for Mishle, oh, sorry, Mishle. There's a difference between the Hiratzon in the Gemara, in Nusach Ashkenaz, and in the Rambam. But the tour and the Gra said, that um, this is something that was added by Rav Amram Gaon, okay? So this part is not uh, uh, an original part of the bracha. So, uh, so may it be favorable before you, Hashem, my God and the God of my fathers, that you uh, cause me to lie down in peace. Hey. Um, so that comes from the Pasuk um, of the, where does it say it? Shalom Yachtab Eshkavav Ishon. I will uh, in peace. Let me just look that up here. Dalit test because I don't think we looked this up in context either. Dalit test. We're just reviewing right now. Um, Dalit test. Yeah, in peace and harmony I lie down and sleep. For you, Hashem, will make me dwell solitary and secure. Um, you okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, and then he says, Vasami Dini Mimena Lachaim Ulashalam. Oh, I have the source sheets, by the way. This one I have. This one you have, okay. This, this one I figured that we'd be, we'd be uh, moving on from. No, I mean, like, we, we, we did all the uh, sources on that sheet. Uh, right, but we didn't, uh, we didn't define anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, where is... I do have it. I checked before I came here today. I have one. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Um, uh, right, we're at the Dibra Moscow with So he said that uh, caused me to rise up from it. L'chaim l'shalom. So he says, Chaim is for the neshama because when you're asleep, it's like you're dead. And then l'shalom is for the body because when you're asleep, then you're vulnerable to all these sorts of uh, harms and threats. 
then uh, so that's and we just said is unpleasant or it could cause you to be you know it could disrupt your, your sleep and cause you to not get as much out of your sleep as you should is for if you have Tashmishamita, may your offspring may be God's will that your offspring is uh, not puzzle like Avraham or Yitzchak but rather it should be like Yaakov which is where the phrase Mita um, Shlema is used um, so that's all part of the Hiraton. And our question basically was like, what is this Hiraton even doing here? How can Amram go and add it? What does this have to do with, um, I mean, the, 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 what does it have to do with the theme of the bracha, right? The theme of the bracha is the need for sleep and the, uh, and, and waking up. These things kind of extend beyond that, especially according to the version that is stated in our actual Gemara, which is, you know, uh, all these things don't seem to have to do with uh, sleeping, right? This has to do with, uh, with stuff during the day. And then finally, we conclude with uh, illuminate my eyes lest I sleep death, which means um, uh, just that's just a request to not die in your sleep. Um, and then he concludes, or according to the Rama, and he says, the Abu Dhirim says, that means, um, wake me up uh, from my bed, let me get up from my bed into the light of day to go about um, uh, my, my, uh, my needs and my occupations, my involvements. Yeah. Um, okay, so the question we have, again, a general question, which is going to have to be tested by the particular general question is just, what's the main idea of the bracha? And how does each component of the bracha express that main idea? And what's the sequencing? And then we have our particular questions about Hevle Sheina, the two translations. We have the question of uh, what is the Mishle Pasuk doing there? How can Rav Amron go and add all these things? And uh, yeah. Okay, so that's the end of the review. We've got 18 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, what do you say? Uh, you, want to, you want to go in sequence? You want to try theorizing about the bracha as a whole? Isaac, do you want a source sheet? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you passed that. Or, yeah. Uh, maybe, like, piece by piece, and then we'll... Okay. Theory. Was piece by piece a reference to the, the bundles of sleep, portions of sleep? Ah. Uh, piece by piece, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let, let's try that first, okay? What's the, what's the deal with... Um, portions of sleep versus spasms of sleep. And why would we refer to spasms? Because presumably you're not going three nights without sleeping when you say this bracha. So why are we referencing that? Right. And again, and the Mishlaic Pasuk is part of that, um, that same phrase. I think we should treat that as one unit. So why are we referencing this thing about like, go placate your friend, don't even sleep. That just is a weird, weird, uh, Thing to reference that doesn't intrinsically have to do with sleep. Um, it initially describes this situation where like you got yourself in some sort of sketchy financial deal with your friend uh, and says you should go placate him and don't even give sleep to your eyes and slumber for your eyelids. Go immediately humble yourself before him. Hmm. Yeah. And so what we were saying that that doesn't like, okay, fine. The phrase Tanuma al-Afapai comes from that, but like, that's a weird, like, are we supposed to think about that, that Mishlei of context? Mm-hmm. Like, are we doing that for God? Yeah, that's, oh, so that, that would be a possibility, right? Could we, could we uh, right. elaborate on that? Um. I mean, it's weird because in the case of Mishle, it's saying act and don't sleep. 
Right. Well, we are acting before we sleep. Like right. Recognizing this. And then That's true. Here we don't have a sexual We don't have a sexual relationship, right? Yeah. We definitely are dependent on him and have to help. That's also true. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing that's weird to, to, that is striking me as weird about that is in the Mishle, in, I mean, again, obviously we're not taking all the elements of Mishle, but in Mishle, it's like act now and don't sleep. And there's a sense of urgency. And here, even if you wanted to use that model for relating to God, that there should be a sense of urgency. It's weird because it's like we're not hurrying to go to sleep, you know, and like, and the Pusik is saying, don't sleep. And this is saying you should sleep. So like, there's something that's just, right, it's a little off. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a little off. Like, like I feel like the, the analogy is good in terms of a model of a vote Hashem, but something about the use of it is a, is a little off. What exactly are the, the portions of sleep? That that's going to be another question, right? So we said uh, one possibility is, um, is like in the night, like you, Joe, you said REM cycle, right? Uh, which, uh, you know, I mean, even back then, what, what was the Talmudic equivalent of REM cycles? They had the Ashmoros, right? Mm-hmm. That there would be different watches in the night. And like, I guess, I don't know if they would actually wake up, you know, everyone or whatever, but, you know, there's different portions of, of, uh, of time that you sleep at night, you know, um, that could be, I don't know, like, because, the, the, you know, like the Ramam talks about Hilgos Talmud Torah, like waking up in the middle of the night to learn Torah. There's like waking up at certain watches to do uh, Mis Abel on the Hurban, you know. Another, and another possibility is just, it's referring not to portions of sleep within one night, but you sleep every night. Like, like, uh, like your sleep is not something that is in, uh, that is constant. It, it, it comes to you in portions. I got one portion tonight, one portion tomorrow night. I mean, isn't that every activity though? Like, yes. Yeah. But I, I think, uh, I, I think we can explain it. And by the way, I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. I think the Abu Dhirim actually answers our question and gives us the, uh, gives us what we need. Oh, sorry. We forgot one. The, the Midrash he quotes. Amr Shimon ben vihine tov ma'od zoshena. Right. Uh, that when it says tov ma'od vibrations, that means it's referring to sleep. And then he asked the question, so is, is sleep really that good? Didn't we learn that wine and sleep are, are pleasant for the Rashaim and pleasant for the world? But, but, but that's only for the Rashaim. And then the answer is, no, rather when you sleep, you become refreshed and you can uh, exert yourself in Torah. So, uh, so that's another question is why he throws that in. It does seem like all these things are kind of pointing toward, like, somehow, I mean, I'm not sure exactly, but, like, pointing toward, like, a, you know, like, it's like framing our sleep. Yes. Okay. Excellent observation. <laughs> okay. That, I think, is, is, is true of the entire bracha, is that, um, is that it's trying to frame our sleep in terms of Avodah Hashem. Okay. And I, uh, I'm actually going to, I'll tell you what I think the, the answer is for this first part, because I, uh, it, it flows directly from that. So the Abu Dhirim says, mm-hmm. Okay. And this is, you can find that this is a common theme in brachos, um, especially birchos, hoda'a, which are on like activities that we do. So there are things that we do every day and that, um, or things that happen to us every day or things that happen to us from time to time. And without bracha, so then the thing just happens to you and you frame it based on your own 
your own personal categories or you don't even frame it. You just don't even think about it as a thing. You just take it for granted. Okay. So what all of these brachos are trying to do is seize upon this phenomenon and then frame it in a way that leads us to Avas Hashem and Yeras Hashem and Zahir Hashem. Okay. So here what we're doing is sleep is something that is a tzarche is tzarche v'nei adam. It's a need. You're going to sleep. Not you're going to sleep. You're, you are inevitably going to sleep, right? Um, and the question is, how are you going to frame it? Okay. So how do most, how would you frame it by default? Without a bracha. Like without and not. Well, let's say like, how does the average human being yeah, frame yeah. going to sleep? No, I need this to whatever, just like kind of reset. Okay. So one is just the stom. I need this to reset. Um, and the other is like, it's the end of the day, right? It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, you know, the end of my day. Um, and I need to, to rest or like, I need an escape, you know? So like there, I'm not saying that these are the only ones, but like, these are our possibilities. So what we're trying to do in this bracha is, uh, is recognize that sleep is a need that's part of our design. Okay. That this is part of the way that we were, that we were designed and that it, the, the, it should not just be a need to reset for the sake of going about our, our own activities. Uh, according to the Buddhism, what is he framing it that it should be a reset for? Serving God. Serving God. Okay. Right. Is, uh, and he mentioned specifically like Yagiya Batora, right. Uh, his exertion in Torah. So, um, so I think, uh, let me just actually divide this into two parts. So I think this explains the Mahlokas about how to tr- translate Hevle Shena, portions of sleep or spasms of sleep. What would you say based on that? Mm. And I think the key is Tzarchei B'nei Adam here. Yeah, spasms. Why? Because if you don't sleep, you will end up spasm. Right. <laughs> exactly, right? So, I, 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 and what about portions? I guess you kind of need sleep in, in, in pieces. Yeah. You can't just sleep for like seven days and then just be good for the next exactly. couple of weeks. Right. So, so I, here's, here's how I'd frame it, right? Is that whenever you talk about any Sorche B'nai Adam, and this is what you say, you said this is like any need, Sorche B'nai Adam have two qualities. One is that they are, uh, they're regular, right? You need to eat every once in a while. You need to drink every once in a while. You need to sleep every once in a while. And the other feature of them is if you don't satisfy them, then it you get symptoms, <laughs> you know? So, um, so both, I, that's why I don't really think that this is a tremendous mach locus. It's just a question of, in other words, both sides hold that is framing sleep as a need. And it's just a question of like, how are we framing it? Are we framing it in terms of the, the, the quality of the regularity or the quality of, uh, of it's, it's a need. And therefore, if I don't satisfy it, then I'm going to suffer, you know? Um, and I think that's also why, um, that's the context in Mishle, which is, yeah, this has nothing to do with going and placating your friend, but in the context of Mishle, what, what point is Shlomo making Shlomo saying when he says, uh, you know, go placate your friend, don't even sleep. That sleep is a tremendous need. The tr- sleep is a tremendous need. And so, you should totally prioritize this over your, you should prioritize placating your friend over even your basic needs, you know? So the whole framework is like sleep is a need. Okay. Um, and th- that's how we, we start off the bracha. Okay. And I want to compliment this. Does that make sense? Like, is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It seems like a, a complete side point in the Mishlei thing. I yeah. So, so the, the quality that it's getting from the Mishlei thing is, is that sleep is a, 
uh, a fundamental need that you shouldn't ignore, but in this case, you should ignore it, you know? Okay. So it's, it's emphasizing like the need to sleep. Yeah. I don't think it's going beyond that. Right. Yeah. And this is a question in our methodology. When we find a puzzle in its context, we have to assess like how essential is the puzzle to the idea and how much of it is just borrowing a quality or a word, you know, that's something we're gonna have to like figure out on a case to case basis. Yeah. Um, now, just going bit back on the other part of the uh, the Avodah Hashem thing. So I'm going to read a Rambam here. Uh, if you want, you can look along, but if, if not, then uh, you can just listen. So it's in Hilchus Deos. Um, uh, it's not on here. I, I forgot to put it on, on there. Um, it's in Hilchus Deos. There's a Rambam here if you want to grab it. Or, um, oops, sorry. Uh, Deos Perik Gimel. In Ramada. Okay, so this is, uh, so it's di- uh, in, in the numbers, it is uh, uh, a base. Person needs to orient, uh, person needs to orient all of his actions in order to know Hashem alone. Uh, meaning that should be the sole purpose of all your actions. And everything, you're sitting, you're standing, your speech, everything should be for that sake. So he gives examples. And I'm just going to paraphrase these examples. When you do business, it shouldn't just be to make money. Um, it should be to, um, to get your bodily needs. Uh, to get your bodily needs. Okay. Then when you take care of your bodily needs, like eating and drinking and, uh, and, and bia, that shouldn't just be for pleasure. It should be to... Um, uh, to uh, to give your body what it needs so that you can be healthy to serve Hashem. Okay, uh, that's what he says uh, uh, later on in there. Um, and then he uh, okay, then Gimel. Gimel's the, the, the part we're going to read in whole. Haman hi atma alpia rafua, someone who conducts himself according to the dictates of health. Im sam alibosh ye kogufo vevar shlemim chazakim bavad. If your only goal is so that your body should be um, perfect and strong. Vishihi lobanim osim malachto vaamelin latorho, and so you can produce kids who do child labor for you. Inzo derech tova. This is not good. Elayasim alibosh ye gufo shalim bachazak, kadeshiti e nafsho yeshara ladaz has Hashem. So rather you should uh, intend that your body should be strong and complete so that your soul could be straight to know God. Um, because it's impossible to contemplate and, and uh, you know, um, cognize chachmos, uh, sciences, if you're sick uh, or one of your limbs is in pain. You, you should uh, intend that to have a son, not as child labor, but so that he should be a chacham and a god of Israel. Um, I don't know why he does the child labor thing as like a, a thing. Yeah. Anyway. Also, people think about, like, I guess they thought that if you like exercise a lot, then you'll have healthy kids. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. You can transfer that on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, it's that, true. That was like an early element of like before the theory of evolution by Darwin. Yeah. An earlier theory was that it would happen based on changes that happened to the animal in its life. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Very, very micro, micro evolution. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a, if a giraffe lost a leg, its kid would have three legs. Aha. Uh-huh. Interesting. All right. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, <laughs> I don't think they were so rigorous with the scientific method. Yeah. Okay. Nimsa uh, Hamahalech Baderach Zo Koyamav Kulan 
Ovid as Hashem Tami, someone who follows this path all of his days, serves Hashem constantly. Philip Shash who knows of Inosain, even at a time when he's doing business, but Philip Shash Shaboil, even when he's having uh, intercourse. Because his his plan and everything is that he finds his needs so that his body is perfect to serve Hashem. Now here's where he brings in our point. Even when he sleeps. If he sleeps in order to rest his mind, and to rest his body, so he doesn't become sick. Because you can't serve Hashem when you're sick. Then it turns out his sleep will be a service to God. Uh, that's what Chachamim, the Chazal meant when they said, all your actions should be for the sake of heaven. And that's what Shlomo meant when he said, in all your ways, you should know Hashem. So, so what we're trying to do with this bracha is recognize that sleep is a need, but it's not a need for the sake of your physical well-being alone. It's a, a, a need for the sake of, of regenerating yourself, re- rejuvenating yourself to serve Hashem. Okay, um, and that's I think why this is what my friend uh, uh, Rabbi Trachman said. Um, that's why he can. Uh, that's his theory about why the Ramam says this is the first of the brachas hashachar, right? Because the first step you do, in other words, if you didn't, I mean, I, you can you conceive of it the other way also. But like, you go to sleep not as the end of your day, but as the beginning of a day of Avodah Hashem the next day, you know, rejuvenating yourself so that you could serve Hashem the next day. And this also somewhat, even though we have to explain a little bit more, somewhat explains what all the Hiratzon is doing here, especially according to the Gemara, the lengthy one, right? Oh, yeah. Because this, like, it's all about how you're going to be using sleep for the next day. It's all about how you're using sleep for the next day. And so it actually does fit into the theme, not the main theme, which is the sleep as a Sorach Mene Adam, but once you're involved in thinking about sleep as a, uh, a preparation for your next day, so it, it is natural to then ask Hashem, take that opportunity to ask Hashem for success in your Avodah Hashem the next day. We still have to figure out how he can justify just adding this in, you know, um, and how far do you take it. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that that's a good place to stop for today because I have to go at nine, uh, and uh, and then we'll we'll try to finish it tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.